0: This week's episode is titled Invisible Practice, and it's referring to all the things that we can and should be doing to be more productive or further our career in the time that we are away from our instruments. One of the things that fascinates me about just studying some of the greats, uh, not only in music but in sports, is that it seems like the common denominator among all the people that excel. And that are better than others is the amount of time they spend outside of the field, outside of their instruments and all the dedication that they have to the craft or for the craft and for studying numerous things. And, you know, that's one of the things that I love about, you know, some football players or soccer players that they spend countless of hours studying tape or watching what they did on a game and and, and and things like that. And I've been fascinated by that my whole life. I love sports as you know, and I always wanted to know how I can apply it to music. And I think this concept of invisible practice is something that it's very interesting. And recently I was inspired by this because of a one of my favorite soccer players. He plays for Arsenal. His name is Hector Bellerin and he was speaking about how important it was for him to watch film and study a lot of things as it relates to his game that are away from the football pitch. So how can this concept be applied to music? Well, sometimes, for whatever reason, we have to be away from our instruments during a crucial time where we need to practice. It could be because we're touring. It could be because we are literally hurting and we can't practice because our fingers hurt or our arms hurt or our back hurts. It could be something related to just being exhausted or being too tired. Maybe your lockout is really far away and traffic is going to be nuts and you have a life and you don't know how you're going to be able to accomplish all things at the same time or in the same day. Maybe you left your lockout and you share with somebody and you can't go back, back to practice. Another common reason why you might have to stop playing has to do with the nature of your instrument, and it also might be too late, and the neighbors will complain, and so on and so forth. So to some degree, some of these things are, or can be out of our control. So what can we do with the time that we do have? And I do think that there are many things that we can consciously do in order to stay active and productive. And why do I say the word consciously? I guess I say that because even though we might be aware of the fact that we're doing certain or some of these things, we might not give it the importance that they deserve. And maybe if we're conscious about it, we can be more in the moment, more present and take more advantage of it through the quality of of that attention we, of the attention we give it. So I guess I can divide it into how it, how this sort of invisible practice relates directly to us and how we can be sort of influenced or learn from others or outside sources so the first thing i'll say you've heard me speak about this before as it relates to us and what we control would be visualization excuse me i'm gonna to try to pronounce that again visualization so anything and everything that has to do with learning a new song Or practicing or reviewing certain things while we are in our hotel rooms before a gig, and we can't practice drums, for example, and all of it, all the things having to do with preparation, with um, limiting stage fright, and all those things. You've heard me speak about the past, or in the past, I should say. Excuse me. So that's one thing. If during your practice you're able to record yourself in an audio mean then listening to ourselves is incredibly important and it can give us a freaking limitless amount of um, feedback and we can analyze what we're doing how we're doing things and so on and so forth and last but not least also the watching of ourselves so if you're able to film yourself playing And you can see what you're doing, analyze your technique, analyze certain things that um, will help you to become better and, you know, try also to not get overly critical, if that makes sense, unless you see something that's negative, so to speak. So those are the quick sort of three things that can relate to us that we do have control over visualization, recording ourselves and in an audio, you know, mean or in an audio way and also um, watching ourselves. So those are pretty straightforward. Now, so it relates to what we can do from an outside perspective, or taking stuff inward from the outside, excuse me, can be um, these four things. One of them is watching YouTube videos of other musicians playing. That is incredibly important. I think it's, very very valuable to learn to be exposed to new musicians to old musicians and so on and so forth I think it's very very important I think the listening of music cannot be overstated we are music fans we love music we enjoy listening to music and sometimes we get so busy in learning songs and working on techniques that we forget to just listen to music Because we love it, because we like it, because the way it makes us feel, because the way that it makes others feel around us, because of what it reminds us of, the feelings that we get, and so on and so forth. So I think it's incredibly important to, to just stop and listen to music and fall in love with music over and over again and... I don't mean it from a procrastination standpoint where we're going to listen to music instead of working on things that we need to, but I think it's incredibly important to listen to music for listening purpose only, just to enjoy it and, and do yourself a favor and become sort of perpetually inspired by the things that you love already. So that's another or the second part or the second item, I should say. Number three would be history and research and this could also be done by a combination of YouTube videos and listening to music but more of a focused way or a more purpose driven thing as it relates to doing research on purpose and studying historically you know the greats and things of that nature I think is incredibly important and I was recently having a conversation with some of my bandmates about you know some don't agree that you don't necessarily have to study the greats. And to, to a large degree, I understand and I respect that point of view. But I think that it cannot hurt to listen to some of the greats and some of the pioneers of certain techniques, of certain styles. And it can only help you, I think, unless you sort of go down this rabbit hole and that's what your life is and you become a researcher of of a style or of a technique and so on and so forth and last but not least number four would be gear reviews uh, I know it also sort of relates to to YouTube and, and the it's the easiest way of, of seeing them or being exposed to them but you can do so on magazines and stuff like that uh, podcasts and so on and so forth but gear reviews I think are very important because it allows you to stay on top of stuff what's current what's relevant, maybe something that you could be using, you could be implementing, you could be switching from what you have. Um, and I think it's super, super cool. And yes, it can become a rabbit hole, but it's it's interesting. It's really, really cool. So obviously all of these sort of suggestions are more targeted towards the younger musicians. And I do believe that every minute we spend with a purpose, is helpful for our careers even though sometimes some friends or family or loved ones might not understand. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.